This is the Life School Podcast, episode number 196, and today we're going to share a glass of spiked eggnog and put up a few lights as we celebrate our annual Christmas episode. Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Ring ding-a-ling, ding-ding-ding. Hey, man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Are, are you in the spirit, man? I'm in the spirit. I mean, not, not, not like be? a spiritual sense, not in like a hands-on. Don't lay hands on anything here except your glass of eggnog. Driving you know, I never liked eggnog growing up. I never liked it. Really? Yeah, there was, and I like everything, as you know. Like I yep. eat it, drink it, I sure. love it all. I actually enjoy all foods. Eggnog was one of the last items where finally, just a few years ago, in community, someone had is like, I don't really like to try it. Yeah. So yeah, all about it. Oh, man. I love it, man. I, that it's weird. First sip of the year when I see it on the shelves and I get home, but it's hard not to be in the spirit when you drive through your neighborhood, man. Some of your neighbors Whoa. might have some idolatry when it it's, comes to. <laughs> it, you know, it's not Griswold nasty, but it's it's, Gris, it's Griswold uh, energy. It's, uh, you know, it like it's Griswold attempt, you it's know, like a brownout through the whole city because this no, one guy It is great. Uh, we did our fair share, huh? We, yeah, we got, we got, great. we got it going, huh? Yeah. What are your plans for, uh, later on today, Christmas Eve? Well, you know, see, um, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm wink, I'm, wink as if we're recording this actually on the 20th. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's not the morning. Uh, I'm, I'm singing a bunch of times. Today, oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, right. 11 a.m., 7 p.m., 9 p.m., 11 p.m., and then probably watching some football or something in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about we, you? Well, we, as I probably said last year for us, uh, Christmas Eve is, uh, during the day, it can be kind of whatever. We try not to make it last minute shopping. Sometimes it happens, but we're, yeah. we're getting, in our older age, we're getting a little better. At, plus internet, right? You know, yeah, it's just, they not? bring it to you. Um, but no, usually, you know, we're at, uh, you know, with the church, yeah. you know, I don't want to say go to church, but we're usually with the church yeah. and, uh, it's always the same kind of, you know, light the candle, silent night at the end. I love that. Beautiful. I love the corny thing. Yeah. Don't get wax on the seats. Oh, the guy let that kid, that girl's hair's on fire. That's crazy. You know? <laughs> um, but then we always come home and, uh, at nine o'clock okay. PM, we watch, um, a Christmas story. I just watched it on your recommendation last year for the first year. Yeah. Now, my kids rebelled last year for the first time in like 30-something years. They went like, dude, we have to watch it every year. You know, like we're marrying other people. They didn't grow up this way. Too. And so I kind of sort of went along with it, sort of pouted. Yeah. And we watched, I don't know what we watched. Something else was fine. Sure. But they all decided on their own, fair's fair, we're watching it this year. So we're back wow. on. We're back on track. Yeah. We're back Good on for track. that. And they said, but then... Christmas Day, because everybody will spend the night, Christmas Day after we open up the gifts and we've eaten way too much Polish breakfast stuff and all, <laughs> while everything else is cooking, that we're going to watch something else. So they're they're sorting it out. Okay. I, think, I think they had a little soft spot for dad, yeah. <laughs> you know, the and now we've that... got the grandsons, right? It's all so different. Yeah. It's all changed. like, wow. And there's going to be like shredding of things like it used to be. And I'm back, man. I love it. I'm so stoked. I have so much to wrap for my grandsons. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so Still, I, 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 it's going to be a late night. Yeah. Hey, we want to thank uh, D. Moore as a review. He wrote that this week. That was a rough transition, but D. Moore. It's uh, our Christmas gift. Yeah, it's our from Christmas D. Moore. Gift thank you, brother. He said, "Life schools making life stuff easy and understandable and relatable. The biggest takeaway is that your Christian life 
should be just that, your life. If you're looking to actually be stretched and challenged, look no further than life school. (laughs) Thanks, man. Wow, nice, concise. That'd be like a little commercial break there. Merry Christmas to you, Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you, brother, and uh, thanks for that. That's it's always gracious to get the reviews. Part of why we read them too, and go ahead and give the names, is because we want we want you guys to go over to iTunes and leave some reviews and stars, and it helps iTunes algorithm put it out there and more people find it. And also, we love a little bit of feedback, so it's kind of your way of thanking us. And letting other people know and paying it forward. So head on over if you've not done that. Subscribe so you get it, you know, shot to your phone every or Monday. whatever unit every Monday. Two years of doing this for free. The, the, what we're asking <laughs> is just our Christmas gift from you would be Come just on. write us a review, please. You ask it too much. <laughs> it's not hard, guys. Yeah. Anyway, so yep. All right, man. Well, listen, it's not all just fun and games on Christmas. You're right. Right? We decided this year not just to reel out our old pajama stories. Oh, by the way, Tina got the craziest new Christmas pajamas. Did she? It's like Can a you one, share? It's a one-piece crazy thing. Uh, maybe I'll share a picture of Chillette up oh, on, that'd the, be awesome. on the Life School set, Please uh, do. group thing. Yeah. I, anyway, so. But it's not all just wacky Christmas. <laughs> we actually wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas today. And Yeah, so, you know, I was driving over, we, we were talking a few minutes ago about the the lights and the all the traditions and the consumerism and Black Friday. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago and <laughs> Cyber Monday now, the biggest the biggest Cyber Monday in the I think history. it's Cyber Monday. I think Cyber Monday. It's, you know, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, it's crazy, right? But sometimes we get so lost in this Christmas consumerism and even this concept of this religious Jesus as a little baby uh, that we forget about the magnitude of this concept of the incarnation of God becoming man. Yeah, it is does it it gets a it gets a little lost on me yeah. because I did grow up in a church uh, going to church and I and I grew up in a family that had faith yep largely not so much my pops but sure. my mom did and um, we're Polish and so most of my family is Catholic okay. it's kind of almost synonymous with being Polish you know <laughs> um, and so I mean Christmas was a big deal and faith but but we kind of grew up around the Christmas story my whole entire life. And it kind of gets numb. It kind of gets numbed down. And unfortunately, like if I'm just being honest and kind of looking back and taking the pulse of my own excitement over, it's it's the incarnation of Christ, you know. I kind of put it right there with like... With Santa and the gift giving's pretty great, and yeah, sure. um, and Rudolph, and you know, <laughs> you know, and it's like yeah. it's right there, and it does, man. It gets lost on us that the fact that God became a man, yep, God's own Son became a man, and He hung out. He came. We have a, a I don't know if you saw it. We have a really nice painting by Ron DeCiani upstairs that is called Heaven's Loss, and it's this angel kind of breaking through like the sky and space, kind of peeking into reality. And he's over the manger, a baby Jesus. And it's like, yeah, can you imagine the angels who had God's first creation, who had been around for a really long time at this point going, he's going down there. He's going, he's doing it. God always said he was going to redeem the whole world. He was going to go do it. Like, look at, he's a baby. Oh my goodness! <laughs> would they crazy? say, "Oh my God"? When, you know, they probably would say, "Oh my God!" <laughs> oh, the Herald, you know, I, and it gets lost on us. And and I, man, if I could recapture that, if I could help us uh, all listening here today, if I could, we can recapture 
God taking on flesh, like everybody's gods up to that point yep. were like totem poles or Asherah poles or like some hidden majestic thing, or like we just made it up and started making statues and now the, like now we mandate it and the whole nation has to go along with this. Yeah. And all of a sudden we had a God who had already been with and walked with and fed and, you know, cared for his people. But now after 400 years of silence and then basically middle finger and rejecting God, he shows up in the flesh completely helpless and harmless and yeah. innocent and he's fully God still. And yet he's got diaper rash and he's got, you know, it's so amazing. I actually it's saw crazy. I saw this tweet um, the other day from my buddy Len Sweet, who said, uh, he said, theologian, poet, and former archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams said that if Jesus were incarnated today, he would be a car mechanic in the back streets of Baghdad. Who do you think Jesus would come as if the Advent story were to begin today? And I just thought it was a cool, you know, we everyone thought he was coming as this king and he was going to rule with an iron fist yeah. and the scepter. And he, and he came as this, like left the throne of heaven, left perfection on this rescue mission to restore humanity to himself. Like Amazing. That is what the story is about, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Everything else kind of pales in a comparison. It's awesome. I, I'd love to recapture that. And I'd love with my... My now grown kids who are raising kids, I'd love to help them recapture that. You know, we talk about Jesus at Christmas. Sure. I really, we really do. And our kids growing up, we always sang happy birthday to Jesus and did a cake. And it was the whole corny thing. But it's like, mm. yeah, it's corny. But like, really, guys, is, like yeah. you got to realize this is when he came. This was his birthday. And because of him and because of his life and his death and his resurrection, we actually get to celebrate this way and free and clean and open before God and one another and all that. So I'd love Beautiful. to be able to figure out how my kids understand the incarnation better and so we talk a lot about you know the, this missional concept on the show and what it means to go into the world and make disciples. How do you think that Jesus's incarnation is a model of this sentness that we have of this incarnational impulse to go into the world and make disciples? Great question. Uh, I, you know, I think before we go too too much further, we should talk about the word incarnate because sure. I've had actually people say I don't even know what that means. You know, okay. so incarnate comes from the word carne carnet, carne, which equals, uh, means meat or flesh, carne, right? Yeah. So you may have heard the word like carne asada. Maybe it's you've had one a of carne asada meals, burritos and you don't even know what it means. You just know it's steak or something, which it is. But asada means grilled. So carne asada, grilled meat. So huh. incarnate means in flesh. Okay. Right. So Jesus came incarnate. It means he came as God wrapped in flesh. <laughs> wow. So it's it's really a technical term. Now, as a model, to go back to your question, as a model or as an example or just an impetus for like how do we go into the world and make disciples, it's it's always been amazing and fascinating to me that in Jesus' names given to him at his birth, we really get a huge picture of why he was sent and why he came. Hmm. Okay. So he was called Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation. So right away, and it wasn't like, oh, I don't know what his name means. They all knew. Like, this this is the king. This is the Messiah. He's a baby, but his name is the Lord is Salvation. And that right away shows that God is for us. Hmm. That he came to save and restore. He's on our side. It wasn't God is wrath. Oh, that's his name. God is coming to kick some, you know, <laughs> some tail, and we're in trouble. His name was God is the Lord is salvation. The wow. Lord, ruler. This ruler is about salvation. So we know right away from his name, God is for us. He came 
on a rescue mission. That 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 right away is mind blowing. But then yep. he was also called what we all know this one, Emmanuel. Yeah, God with us. Love that song, right? You know, it's so good. God with us. So that's the incarnation part that shows that God wants to hang out with us. Hmm. That we're not a hassle. We're not a nuisance to God. So God incarnate in Christ shows us that God is both for us and He wants to be with us. Hmm. That's what's going on. So so then. Are we as the church seen as a people group that are for others? Wow. Or are we seen as people who are kind of against everything or against people that don't believe what we believe or they live in a way that we don't live or we don't think they should live? Are we still for them though? Hmm. Or do we let their differences or what we perceive as their sin and then we grade sin, do we let that separate us and, and really we sort of become against them? Yeah. Or they feel like we are. Sure. And we know that. That's the rep of the church. That's the rep of Christianity right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. So, unfortunately, are, too much. They're more known for what they're against than for what they're actually for, right? Yeah, right. Who they're with. But but Jesus came, and his very name was the Lord is salvation, and, and he's with us. You know? Yeah. He's with and for us. And, and, you know, what would your neighbors say about you and your family and friends, for and with? Now, by the way, a lot of my thinking for this came years ago from a book. I think it's still out there. I think I recently saw it on Amazon um, called The Bible Makes Sense by Walter Brueggemann. Oh, man. And that, Brueggemann. Yeah. I mean, that guy's nuts, right? It's so good. And it's a thin little read, but it really gets deep into this idea of the incarnation that 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 compared to everybody else's perception of God or their God, little G gods or whatever, we have a God that's both with us and for us. Wow. And we get to be those people as well, right? To and we get to be. Neighbors so and... from a square one posture of like, how do we act in the world? Hmm. If we're supposed to be going and making disciples, there's a go impulse there. Sure. But how, 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 what's our posture? We're for people. Yeah. And we're going to hang out with them. They don't have to come and find us. You mean, wait, wait, wait. You mean we're not just for people that are acting a certain way, right? They're not just for the perfect people. Like we're for people, humanity in general. Like yeah. God was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that he would that he would stoop so low as to come and take on flesh and hang out with us hmm. in full knowledge that he would someday, not that many years later, bear the weight and penalty of our sin and his having his father turn his face from him and all that and and die. Yeah, that's our God, and that's how much he's for us and wanted to be with us and hang out with us. <laughs> and by the way, too, the the incarnation always kind of gets stuffed into Christmas. Sure. You know, because he came as a baby and it's yeah, like, oh, right. this is amazing, swaddling clothes. Yeah. Yeah, sweet you know? baby. But I, I let this sit on you. Jesus is still fully man hmm. and fully God. It says he ascended fully man and he sits at the right hand of the Father. I don't fully know where that exactly located on a GPS would be, you know. <laughs> sure. But but when he returns, he returns in flesh, according to scripture. Mm -hmm. So he's still a man. Yeah, and for the last two thousand years, because he lives forever, he's eternal, and that's the life we now get. He's still a man. He's still incarnate, yeah. and the Bible says there's a day where he comes back, and God's dwelling will once again be with men and walk close with us. Yeah, he'll be man forever, right? Scars, like visible scars yeah, forever. I, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Amazing, floating. right? Yeah. Now, I like this little quote from C.S. Lewis. He says, "The Son of God became man to enable men to become the sons of God." <laughs> That's cool. It's so short and concise. Well done, C.S. Lewis. The Son of God became man to enable men to become the sons of God. Yeah. How long did wow. he have to think that up, right? Yeah, that's, that's so good, man. Okay. Now, 
check this out. Just to, you know, I'm dropping some heavyweights on you today, but this incarnation's a big deal. Sure. Um, here's a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Okay, which is this guy just is heavy. He and I, I almost have to do like an unpacking a little at a time on this. It's just too much. He says in the incarnation of Christ. So when Jesus came, the whole human race recovers the dignity of the image of God. Wow. Henceforth, any attack, even on the least of men, is an attack on Christ, on God, hmm. who took the form of man, and in his own person, he restored the image of God in all that bears a human form. Jeez, man. And in his own person, he restored the image of God in everyone who bears a human form. Not just Christians. Yeah. I mean, this is a humanity-level thing going on here with this incarnation. It is crazy. It goes on, he says, through fellowship and communion with the incarnate Lord, with Christ, we recover our true humanity. Mm. And at the same time, this is powerful, man. This goes back to what you're saying about consumerism. And at the same time, we're delivered from that individualism and consumerism, which is the consequence of sin. And we retrieve our solidarity with the whole human race. Hmm. Man, if that were true, yeah. right? Dietrich, I, I want that to be so true. So he goes on, he goes, by being partakers of Christ incarnate, we are partakers in the whole humanity, which he bore. Hmm. Wow. So, that is so good, Oh, man. my gosh, man. Oh. Bonhoeffer and Brueggemann. And so Bruce. here's how he wraps this up, okay? <laughs> if that wasn't heavy enough. He goes, we now know that we have been taken up and born in the humanity of Jesus, and therefore that new nature we now enjoy means that we too must bear the sins and sorrows of, other, of others. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. The incarnate Lord makes his followers the brothers of all mankind. So to talk about answering your question, thanks, Dietrich. Like, so what does the incarnation of Christ show us about how we might be and make disciples and be in the world? Oh my gosh, that we too must bear the sins and sorrows of others. Hmm. And I was talking to someone just this last week, Heath, about this, that our, what we get to do with people is go out and throw a shoulder under the consequence of their sin and the pain that it causes them. And I was talking to somebody and they go like, see, I love serving people. The guy said, I love helping people, but not if they are in a bad situation because of their own fault. Yeah. Like I'm so quick to like, oh my gosh, she, you know, her husband left her. a series of bad decisions. Yeah. yeah, Like her husband left her and she's got this bill, you know, I'm going to pay it for her, you know, like we should pay it for her. But, but it's like, wait a minute, she was out gambling and she doesn't have money for electric bill. She made her bed, let her line it. It's like. That's not what Christ did. Yeah, exactly. So what's our posture? We're with and we're for people. Mm. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what this incarnation is all about. The incarnate Lord makes his followers the brothers of all mankind. How should you treat a brother? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's so big. That's so good. The incarnation is huge, man. It speaks volumes into it. And it's cause to celebrate. I mean, yeah. there is. it is great that we give gifts sure. on Jesus' birthday. It's his birthday we get the gifts. It sucks that it's become like it's not even Halloween and all the stores are fully decorated with false Christmas. It's nothing about the incarnate. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we don't, you know, we can still do the gifts and we can, you know, go crazy on lights and all without forgetting, oh, wow, Jesus, the example of your incarnation completely redeems and restores us to be able to live the same life and bear the burdens of others and bear their sin and sorrows 
and be the brothers of everyone and yeah. sisters of all. Oh man, it's beautiful, brother. It's so yeah. good. One of the things I was just thinking about as you're talking is how there's this season also brings up people. Uh, it's it's a lonely season for a lot of people. A lot mm. of people feel like empty or forgotten. And as you're talking about being for people and with yeah people with people for and with yeah. I was thinking about one of the things we ask a lot is is how then in light of our identity do we get to live. Uh, and so one of my questions is like for people that might be stirred up even by this message, Christmas Eve, they're listening to this. What are some ways that, that Christians or, or Jesus followers could make this a special Christmas for families or maybe somebody else this year uh, that might be down in the dumps as we think about this, our, this incarnation and bearing the burden of sorrows and others? Beautiful. Uh, so let's go back to the, his names, like Jesus and Emmanuel, right? Yeah. The Lord of Salvation. And God is with us. Who in your life, who do you know, who are you aware of that could use some salvation? Meaning relationally. We always say salvation and we think of like getting to heaven, avoiding hell, right? And that's true. That's part of it. But if you listen to the show, you know it's like uh, it's it's everything else too. Who in your life needs some relational salvation, Hmm. some saving, some loving on, some being treated not based on their some of their failures or accomplishments or lack of or whatever, but just for their personhood. Yeah. Who do you know that needs it? Who do you know that needs to be with some people? Mm. And you know, even as Christians, we tend to be so like isolated at the holidays. Like we, like we get to have our Christmas. Well, we always do it with my family. Yeah. What? Why? Or, or we always go out of town. And we go to my aunt's. And we go. Well, well, why? You, sure. Like you get to be for and with people, right? So invite a widow over. Mm-hmm. Invite a widower to dinner. Invite someone you know that is... And I know this sounds like low-hanging fruit, but most people don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And and, and this isn't a bragging thing, but you, you'll be hard-pressed in the last 25, 30 years, 35 years of marriage, I don't know, five years prior to that, dating. Sure. I don't know that we've ever had a Christmas where it's not like all kinds of extended family and friends and all that. Mm. That's not altruism. That's a, We get to. Yep. And, and I think if our hearts are even moved a little bit to understand Christmas... It would be the time where we're out scouring who needs to be loved on sure. and who needs to be with people. And we've said it before, a place at your table is like a place at God's table. Absolutely. So how about this? Go visit a nursing home. Like say your family, you're like, well, my family think it's all set up. It's going to freak out all my, you know, everybody's going to get freaked. What? Go visit a nursing home. Hmm. Studies show like 60% of those living in nurse, nursing homes never get a visitor their entire time they're there. Wow. They get like dropped off or they get an ambulance picks them up from wherever they were living. They go 60% are never going to have someone come visit them. Wow. Now everyone listening to this has tons and tons of retirement homes and old folks homes in their house, right? Nursing homes. They do. Guess what? Just so you know, it's not like schools where like, Oh, we can't have Christians here. You know, it's like a separation of the church. No, no, no. You, you call up a nursing home and go, Hey, me and my kids, uh, we're going to bake up some cookies and we've kind of made some crafts and little different things. My kids have worked out a couple little songs on a ukulele, Christmas tunes. Could we stop by? They're going to go, please, please and do. yes yep. and amen. And can you come like five times? Yeah. Can you do like three shows this afternoon? Because some of them are sleeping, <laughs> you know. I'm not kidding you. Oh, go so cool. and be a blessing. Go be with them, right? Yep. Think of someone who will be alone for Christmas. Invite him or her to 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 be with you. How about this? Invite them to go to your church service with you. Like, it's the easiest time of the year. Like, churches are all about, let's get everybody in here. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. But it's an easy thing. Invite them to Christmas Eve with you. Yeah. It is a pretty stone-hard person that wouldn't do, you know, Christmas Eve with you. And then, 
like, and this is kind of how our tradition started. People that were hanging out with us on Christmas Eve, we were like, well, goodbye now. Like, no, let's go over to the house. Yeah. And then, so then there was this big spread. Yeah. And that's kind of how my grandparents had done it. There was always this giant spread on Christmas Eve. And there's all these different 12 days of Christmas foods and all this. I don't even know it. And, uh, or invite them to Christmas Day, like we already said, you know, or whatever. But you get to, you get to be for and with those people. If ever, let it be on Christmas, right? Yeah. And so, and, and this isn't, yeah. And, and I know a lot of people are like, well, we already have our plans this year. We can't break them. And we're hearing this. Thanks a lot, guys, on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you know? you can we'll break them. Queue up for next year, you yeah, know? Sure. Or, you I'll know. Break the rules. Like, I'll tell you what. Let me just, you know, I'll just dive into next week. We're doing a, we're doing a New Year's Day party yep. here because New Year's Eve, everybody, like, wrecks themselves. Yeah. And next, the next day, they're all off and, like, wishing they had something to eat and, like, I think some hangover medicine or whatever. Like, so yeah. we do... We're gonna do a, we're gonna do a New Year's Day party. Invite everybody, you know. There you go. So salami eggs. So yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> so anyway, that's good. Man. There you go, man. Some let's be let's tips. be the incarnation and be the brothers and sisters of all this year, and you, praise God for Jesus who came, man. Huh? Absolutely, man, man. The merriest of Christmases, when we can grasp that and be that and receive that and let that change our hearts, man. So yeah. good. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> hey, even though it's uh, Christmas Eve, we've still got the big three to give away. Here we That's go. A gift to you. Here it is. And you can get them by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are the big three get for this Get the download week? there. Yep. So here they are. Pretty simple. Um, Jesus was sent to us by his and our heavenly father. Okay. Okay. So let that go. You know, let that sit on you a little bit. Our father sent him, <laughs> his father. He came as a gift of good news for everyone, for all of humanity. But he also came as an invitation to a new way of living. So we, that's why we get to live in the way he did now, today, not someday, maybe in heaven we'll live differently, but now it's an invitation. Yeah. His life was in the incarnation of Christ. The whole human race recovers the dignity of the image of God. Wow. Thanks, Bonhoeffer. We now know what God is like through Christ. And we also get to incarnate God now in and amongst others. We are now that same spirit wrapped in flesh that wow. Jesus was. We are We're this, We have that same spirit, but wrapped in our flesh. Crazy. We're the incarnation now. Yeah. Second one, to embrace the incarnation of Christ is to accept that God wants to be with us. Hmm. Like just let, you know, that's hard for us. Like God wants to hang out with you. He Uh, actually enjoys you. I was just talking, you know, with just the other night, Cigar and Theology. It's like, do you really think God like has like affection for you? And, you know, and all, no, I don't think so. I don't think he thinks of me that way. Like, oh, brother, he does. You know, so, and, embrace that accept that god wants to be with us and that he wants us to be with others in the same way as family as servants as those who bear the burdens of others regardless if they're in a bad situation because of their own choice and or something else right through serving as jesus did we recover our true humanity and at the same time through doing that we're delivered from the consumerism and individualism Hmm. so give all the gifts you want hang all the lights you want but be with and for some people and you'll see your heart delivered. Yeah. You know, really get it. And the third one is this Christmas and really any every day, look for those around you that are in need and lonely. Invite them to the party. Invite them to the table. Invite them to walk in the ways with of Jesus with you this year. And this is really primarily a matter of intentionality because sure. we'll all be celebrating Jesus' life with others anyway. We're all going to be doing something for Christmas, most of us. Yep. So who do you know who needs to experience the incarnation? That's you this yeah. year. And I know some people are listening to this going like, I, I'm that person. I need to be invited in. I don't have a family or I'm estranged from my family or they're very far away or, sure. or my family's gone. 
right? And to you, I say, God loves you deeply, and I really wish you could come and hang out with Team K. I really wish you could. And yeah. you get to, if you can figure out how to get here. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on by. I'm serious. Um, I've had people take me up on that um, <laughs> before. We love you. God loves you. And he, he came and he took on flesh for you just as much as everybody. And I hope, I hope that someone will invite you to the table this yeah. year. Absolutely, really man. Breaks my heart a little bit to think that. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. It's a table. It's open to anybody. Right, and everybody. Yeah. Amen. Merry Christmas, huh? And Merry Christmas. I kind of ended on a bummer there. I didn't mean to. Maybe just because I got a little verklempt, but man, I love yeah. Christmas. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful holiday. If you haven't been to iTunes yet to give us a review, that would be super helpful. Maybe as you're sitting, laying in bed tonight before you wake up tomorrow morning. Just give us five stars and tell us why you like the show. <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> Heath, Caesar. Here's some hey, stars. And then next week, uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve, we're still going to have another brand new episode. It's a different one. It's an Ask Caesar episode for those... I don't know if we want to call it that yeah. just yet. Like, like I said, maybe we'll call it Stump the Chump or whatever. But you but get to ask. We, and it's not yeah. just me. Oh, we'll we're going to answer. We're going to answer some but stuff. But it's, uh, it, it's yeah. for those who have been part of the Facebook group that we said, hey, we're going to do, we're going to go out the end of this year with whatever questions you have for us. And we're just going to rapid fire questions, give some thoughts to it. So sort of a crock pot of conversation, like if you will. So we're going to answer all of your burning questions. That'll be a fun episode to end out the year. <laughs> we hope you join us for that. Yeah. Again, thanks for joining us today. We do hope that you have a really Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week on the Life School Podcast. For more information, visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Merry Christmas.